Hello, this is Brad. I'm Grace Teaching today. We welcome you here. Also, join us on Facebook. My wife and I welcome you to our page there. <clears throat> we are free Grace Teaching. And so be encouraged. God's order. What is God's order anyway? What's he up to? You know, in the uh, in God's order, one thing we have to remember is that uh, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 17, a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, in, in whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. You know, God is well pleased with his Son. And so when we pray, you know, prayers like, Thy will be done, you know, what is God's will, first of all? Well, it's Christ, isn't it? And if you're in Christ, you're in God's will. And so what we're asking for when we pray, thy will be done, is we're asking for the revelation of Christ in us. And so sometimes God uses this fallen world, sin, problems, trials, to bring the revelation of his Son in whom he is well pleased with. And so he brings that revelation to us. Remember, God makes us safe for heaven. Did you know that? I've worked in care centers and nursing homes for over 20 years. And I see this every day happening. People are being conformed to the people. They're being formed into the people he wants them to be in. And in the process, we're losing our glory our pride, our trust in our own self-righteousness and strength. Something I've noticed recently as a caregiver, I'm 60, coming up on 61 years old now. <clears throat> I um, need a lot more help than I used to when it comes to lifting residents. I notice some of the younger people can lift these residents with no problem. And I struggle with that. I'm losing my strength <clears throat> but we're going to lose these things in order to gain Christ the apostle Peter said something similar to the prophet Isaiah prophet Isaiah said the same thing to the people of Israel but this is found in 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 24 and 25 the apostle Peter says as the scriptures say people are like grass their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flowers fade. But the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. And so remember, the, uh, the focus is the Lord remains forever. Okay, Paul said, inwardly we're being renewed, but outwardly we're decaying. Okay. And so, the revelation of Christ in us is being revealed, but outwardly, something else is happening. So I wanted to take a look at this grass that fades and the flowers that fall. Okay, the grass withers and the flowers fade or fall. First of all, the grass here is symbolic to our physical bodies. Have you ever noticed how dry? Sometimes I'll, I'll notice I'll, I'll notice how dry my skin is becoming. 
You know, when I look at grass, when it first comes up, it's nice, it's soft, it's fresh. And then when the sun comes and it gets hot, it withers. It starts to dry up. Kind of reminded me of these physical bodies, how they're withering away. They're just withering. The flowers fall or fades. That's our glory, folks. The glory is falling. And so I look at flowers. They'll, you know, after the rains, the, the flowers will come up in the desert. And then what happens is when it gets hot, they fall. The flowers just fall and eventually disappear. You know, God's purpose in, in problems are maturity. So God uses problems. He doesn't cause them. He doesn't cause sickness. He doesn't cause disease. He doesn't cause pain. I, I want to get that very clear. God does not cause this. Okay? We have, in Genesis 3, it, it, we read there, and it says that we live in a fallen world. There was a curse on the land. And so that's the reason for problems today. And sometimes problems happen because of choices we make or don't make. Nevertheless, God will use the unbelieving world as well as a bulldozer to push us from our will to His. Our will is our strength. His will is Christ and His strength. Okay? Isaiah 43.2 2 says that as you go through the waters, I will be with you. As you go through the streams, they won't, you know, I am with you. And as you go through the fire, I am with you. And so what the Lord is saying to the people of Israel is that he never leaves us, never forsakes us, never forsakes them, never leaves them. Remember who is who Israel, the people of Israel are today. They are God's chosen people. And that is us in Christ today. We are God's chosen people. So as we go through streams, rivers, and fires, be encouraged, for the Lord is with us. He endures forever. You know, the problem is, though, we don't want to lose our glory, do we? We don't want to lose our strength. We try to go to the gym, and we take supplements and try to stay strong. We don't want to lose our, our strength, do we, in our glory? We become a knot when we walk with God. Enoch lived for 365 years, man, before he was taken by God. You know, God said to Enoch one day, he says, you know, I'm clo we're closer to my place than yours. And he took him, took him. Genesis 5, 21 through 24, check that out. Enoch walked with God, and he was no more, for God took him. <clears throat> Who am I? Why am I here? And where am I going? You know, these are three questions that the world are so desperate for answers. We have the answers to these questions if we're in Christ, don't we? And we're searching for the answers to these questions. The unbelieving world is searching for the answers to these questions. Who am I? First of all, I'm not what I do. Okay? My physical body is not who I am. 
Okay, so someday my body might not look the same. Someday I might not be doing what I'm doing. So I have to get my identity in Christ. John 1.12 says, To all who received him, to them who believed in his name, Jesus Christ, God gave us the right to be called children of God. So our, our identity, folks, who I am, is a child of God, you see. And children of God, those who are led by the Spirit, are children of God. So the Holy Spirit is constantly leading the child of God, directing the child of God, teaching the child of God. Why am I here? Why am I here? Romans 12.1 says, Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, which is your holy and pleasing spiritual act of worship. That means to be available for Christ, to live his life through us. Remember, Jesus gave his life for us, folks, so he could give his life to us, so he could transmit his life through us. Where am I going? <clears throat> Where am I going? 2 Corinthians 5.8 tells us, that uh, we are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So when we're absent from these bodies, at that very moment, we're present with Him. Remember the encouragement that the writer of Hebrews gives us. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because... And this is what you have. God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. You know, every morning, get in the habit of saying to yourself, Lord, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for going with me today. Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, to examine yourselves, to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? In you. That word to examine in the Greek language, it means to consider or pry, pry open, okay? Question, think about, investigate, okay? And, and the part of speech is verb, so it's something active something we actively have to do. Consider this to be true. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, whoever's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Pry. It means like it's like prying open a treasure chest and looking to see what's in it. Question. Question. Think about this. Think about this throughout the day, that Christ is in you. See, the Word of God endures forever. That's what we want our focus on. We don't want our focus on the grass withering and the flowers falling. You know, our bodies are getting older. We're losing our strength and our glory and trust in our self-reliance. We're losing that. We're becoming more dependent on Christ. That is spiritual maturity, by the way. Remember the manna fell daily in the Old Covenant? The people of Israel received manna. You know, Jesus is in the backdrop in the Old Covenant, and you see Jesus in the manna. 
It was enough for a day, wasn't it? But what happened when they gathered more than enough for a day? It went wormy, didn't it? You see, Jesus is enough for today. He even said this to the Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient. That means it's enough. And he goes to say, my power works best through weakness. So if you're struggling, let him be your strength. Fold. Fold in on your strength and tap into him as your strength. You know, they complained about the manna. They said, you know, we missed the fruit that we used to have when we were slaves. It kind of reminded me of us in Christ when we get to that point where we're like, you know, I miss the alcohol or I miss the drugs. I miss doing what I used to do when I was a sinner. You know, how foolish is that? Is this all we have is the manna? Israel, the people of Israel said to, Mo to uh, Moses. It's like we, it's like we do that as, as children of God in Christ. Father, is this all we have is Jesus? No, no, Jesus is enough, folks. That's what he means when he says, my grace is sufficient. That means it's enough. We are satisfied people in Christ. We are no longer needy. We just have to get our focus right, okay? Be willing to become a knot. God's order is that we become willing to become a knot. Look at Philippians 2, verse 7 and 8. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. You know, a lot of times I'll be at work, working with the younger people, and I have to just be willing to become a knot. When I work with them, I pretty much just basically don't, I, I don't try to be the boss. I humble myself and say, what would you like me to do? How can I help you? Be willing to become a knot. Don't always want control over situations and circumstances. Be willing to submit to people you don't necessarily want to submit to. And this gives us great opportunity to learn how to submit to Christ. And so what we're going to do is we're going to find out as we walk with the Lord and as we're led by the Spirit as children of God, we're going to purchase our pride, purchase truth. We're going to purchase the revelation of truth in us with our pride. And God will set these stands up. How do you fold or get rid of your pride? A lot of times it's if you do something and, and you have to go back and apologize and say you were wrong. <clears throat> Jesus said this, whoever humbles himself will be exalted. You see? So if someone offends me and I get mad, okay? You know, we're allowed to get offended. God sets us up. He allows us to be offended but Christ can never be offended. Remember the message of the cross is foolish, foolishness to those who are perishing. And in fact, you know, if you want to live a godly life, meaning if you want to go to a place called maturity, which is dependency on Christ, and that's the purpose of problems, 
That's the normal Christian life, is to bring us to a place of maturity, which is dependency on Christ, and lose trust in our self-reliance. If you want to live that way, Second Timothy says this in 3.12, you will be persecuted, meaning you'll be harassed. Be willing to be harassed. Be willing to become a knot. God's order. I have to lose my glory, my trust in self-reliance and self-righteousness and strength in order to get His. Remember, God is in the process of forming us into the people He wants us to be in. And the grass that's withering is our physical bodies. The glory the flowers that fall, that's our glory. That's going. But the word of the Lord, Jesus Christ, endures forever with us as we are one spirit with him. God bless you.